Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. All right, welcome back. This week, I am yet again talking with Vincent from Nerd One, and we are talking Train to Busan. Hey, Vince. How you doing tonight? I am doing a lot better now that I have lit a centronella candle and sprayed the hell out of my room because I had a mosquito issue. Not fun. It's the time um, of the year. Yeah. Well, because like we had to keep all of our doors open because we don't have AC, mm-hmm. which just gives you like extra issues. So I bought one of these like screen, like magnet screens to hopefully keep them out. And like 900 oh, yeah, those. candles. I'm burning those bitches around the clock. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My room will smell like citronella, but hopefully I won't get bitten anymore. So, Well, you let me know how it goes. <laughs> I shall. All right. So Train to Busan, a.k.a. the film with the names that we cannot possibly pronounce, with the exception of Suan. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll butcher them. Don't worry. We'll butcher them. Yes, we are. We are going to murder them. So yep. what was your impression of this film? So... For me, like before I saw it, I had a few people really, really hype it up to me, saying it's like the best zombie movie they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally got around to watching it, you know, uh, earlier this week, it was something that I was like, "This is good," but I wouldn't call it my my most favorite zombie movie. Mm-hmm. So there was like, a lot of uh, a lot of hype before you saw it. There, there was because I heard the hype as well. Yeah, I, I heard it from like. You know, family, friends, like a few YouTubers I follow, like you, everyone needs to see this movie. It will change your life. I was like, I'm watching this movie. Okay, so here's the thing: is it a good movie? Yes. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. Is it a good zombie movie? Is it one of the better zombie movies? Absolutely. Yeah. Will it change your life? Not at all. <laughs> well, I know if I'm going to do anything on a train, make sure there's a baseball team on the train. <laughs> make sure yes make sure you have like full boxing gear with you and also if you could bring like a blanket or something to cover the doors that would be helpful <laughs> and is there, is there some guy in there saying he's most per- important the guy on the train he goes stay first stay away from him yeah stay away from him or if possible just go ahead and kick him right off the train in the beginning yeah it's like <laughs> someone's like we gotta sacrifice someone's like that guy right there that yeah. guy get him now um, he's very much when the guillotines come out, he's first in line. It's that's it's that kind of situation, and frightfully so, like for good reason, because this one man is responsible for countless deaths in this movie. Yeah, like okay, so with that guy, you know, at first I thought he was just going to be like the jerk, the guy who whines, complains, but when it comes time to kind of man up, he's like, oh, I'm too old, and too weak. It's like. No, he's like the instigator. You know what? I, I must admit that I did see where they were going with it. Um, I guess I've seen enough Korean films at this point to be like, there's always that subtext. There's always like a, there's always an anti-capitalist subtext for at least the Korean films that I've seen, which is not very many. Um, but I knew, like I had a feeling that he was going to be pretty much exactly what he was, which is not so much the foil to the main character, to the dad, but he would show us an example of what he could become if he doesn't change. 
kind of like a Scrooge meeting the future ghost. True. I kind of saw it as well, like, you know, with the dad always giving the advice to the daughter of always watch out for yourself, everyone else comes second. Right. And then, like, seeing that guy, like, yeah, that's what he will become if they all somehow pull this off and survive. Yeah, which, you know, they don't. Uh (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Well, I mean, come on. Anybody who listens to this, they know. Like, I, I feel like my entire podcast is a spoiler alert. We have no restraint on spoilers. Um, so yeah, it's that is one of the things that I really appreciate about foreign films is that they're not afraid to kill off a main character or the main character. Yeah. To and honest, that's like a gut punch. But you also don't see it coming because we're so used to American films where like, oh yeah, World War Z, Brad Pitt's surviving. Doesn't matter. His entire family might die, but he's going to survive because it's Brad Pitt and he's the main character. I was hoping he'd die in the movie. Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know what? There is one American movie where the main character doesn't live. And it's kind of, it is zombies, technically. Um, uh, I Am Legend. True. He, I mean, it depends. On, there are multiple, there are different endings, but it depends on the ending. He dies in the end. Yeah. And like one way it was like what self sacrifice like, or the other one was like, hey, I'm actually the parasite to, the, to them, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, because one in one, I think he blows up, he blows he blows up everything, including himself. And yeah. then in another one, he realizes that she like there was a female zombie that comes in and she calms down, and he mm-hmm. realizes, oh, I'm like patient X. So, um, so yeah, he sacrifices himself to allow them to survive. Um, dominion over the earth. Yeah. Um, but aside, oh, and technically, um, what's the one with Vincent Price that that one was based on? Was it Night of the Living Dead? I think so. Yeah. He technically dies at the end in that one, too. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that, wasn't I, I Am Legend based off of Night of the Living Dead? I have a feeling it was, and I'm, like sure, a, I'm sure if we're wrong, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll hear it when people <laughs> listen to this. I'm pretty sure it's like a loose, um, not tri- like a like a reboot. Um, but yeah, back to Train to Busan. That's kind of the cool thing, but also like the the heart wrenching thing is that they will let the main character die, and by the time he dies, you're just like. You made it this fall. You're almost at Busan. Like you're right. Yeah. You got on the damn train. You're one of three people. The one thing that I did think was um, that, that did surprise, not really surprise me, but like when I was watching the movie at one, like about halfway through, I legit thought that it was going to be more than two or three people to live. Cause you know how in American movies, you always start out with a group of like 10, 15 people and mm-hmm. like 13 of these people are going to die. Only, only, only like two or three are going to make it to the end, right? Yeah. Sometimes only just one. But usually, like, you start out with a, a nice small group, and then, you know, you whittle it down. And at about halfway through, we still had about 15 people, and I was like, oh, this movie's going to end with, like, 10 people surviving. That's going to be pretty cool. Nope. <laughs> no, they had a, a good group die one, one shot because of that, you know, asshole 
well, I think it was like, it feels like the CEO of another train company. Yeah, of a Stallion Express. Yeah, because I remember that scene where, you know, the survivors who actually rescued, you know, was it the two ladies and the girlfriend mm-hmm. and got to the main train cart where everyone else is at. And he's like, oh, no, they're churning. They're 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 going to the other side. You know, get out of here. Get out on the other side to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, I thought to myself right then, there's like, they're going away from the zombies. Yep. If they're being banished to the front... If they are churning, that's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. And B, I mean, looks like that they're all fine, so I would just go with them. Like, hey, I have one more cart ahead of the zombies. I'm not going to die as fast as you guys are. Or if anything, you would think that, in, like, when they were all in that train car and he was like, oh, he's turning. You got to, like, they need to leave. Instead of making them leave, wouldn't you be the one to leave? Wouldn't you be like, I think he's going to turn. I'm going to the next car. Like you said, you'd be farther away from the zombies. It makes it make more sense to me, at least. Yeah. Um, another thing in this movie that happened pretty early on that made no damn sense to me was when the first girl changed, like, when the first girl who, like, snuck onto the train, when she gets on and she starts turning, First of all, why is it that the first person to turn always takes like a full five minutes and everybody else takes like 50 seconds? You notice that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but in the end, the dad, like, he took like five minutes to turn as well. Like, it was like the love for his daughter was so strong that he could fight it off. It's like, I mean, I'm not sure if emotions would kind of go into play unless they're trying to make it as dramatic as possible. I don't think so. I think that it was like you said, where like the dad and the asshole COO, both of them took the same amount of time as the first girl because the asshole COO got bitten before he got on the train, yet he was on the train for a minute before they hopped on and he hadn't fully turned yet. Yeah. So his turn took a while too. And then the dad actually went faster because if you think about it, like the dad, he had very little time because he just like, he once he came back up, he immediately put them in, like told the the pregnant lady what to do, said goodbye to his daughter, walked to the end of the train, and as he was walking, he was already turning. Like his yeah. eyes were turning white and everything. By the time he got back there, he was almost completely gone. And then, like with his last memory, he stepped off. So he actually, if you th- if you like were to time it, I think the dad actually went faster than the conductor. Yeah, or not the conductor, the um than the, you know, the, the asshole COO. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that gets me is like everybody in between goes like within a minute. Seconds. Yeah. Cause like, so the first girl turns, she takes like a full five minutes to turn, which is why they weren't concerned because if she had, if she had turned immediately, they'd have been like, Whoa, you know, and backed away from her. But because she turned yeah. so slowly, it looked like she was dying and they were like, Oh, get help, get help. Whereas, um, and then the thing that got me that didn't make sense is she's turning, she's like contorting her body all weird and she gets up and bites the one woman. Now this is where it goes weird. So she bites the one woman, the one woman immediately becomes a zombie. She dies within like seconds and gets back up as a zombie, as opposed to like the five minutes we just witnessed the first girl take. And then, um, when she goes through, like she's coming at him, and I'm like, close the door, close the door, close the door. They don't close the door. They instead, when they don't close the door, the two of them come in, 
and rush that car and infect that entire car. And then several people at the beginning of that car run to the car ahead of it. And again, I'm thinking, close the door. And they don't close the door. And now another car is loaded up. And then finally, when they get to the dad's car, where the dad and Suan are, that's when they go. They decide to close the door. And as you see, the second they close the door, the zombies can't open it. And they're all like concerned about how to lock it and everything. And they're like, oh, they just they can't open it. Yeah. So unless they're like, in the process of turning and they're like, they haven't died yet. They're just, they're literally zombies. They just bite and that's it. See, one thing I kind of liked about the, the take on zombies on this was that I don't know why, but they couldn't see in the dark. Yeah. And they also like, they they basically could just hear They're kind of like dinosaurs in Jurassic park. Like mm-hmm. their eyesight is shoddy. And it's basically just hearing. Yeah. Which is, it's interesting, but it's also like, I don't know. I feel like armed with that information, like more of them could have survived, you know? Yeah. And I I know it was more of a fluke that they discovered it about two thirds way through the movie. Mm -hmm. But like once they did, like they very quickly utilized it. It's like, cool. And then, yeah. like, you know, what was it? But then there was another thing that they utilized immediately and then, like, never again. Remember when the woman was like, wait, they didn't start attacking till they saw us. And then she, like, immediately boarded up, like, she yeah, had with the papers paper. on the way. And part of me is thinking, why don't you guys do that all the time? Like, remember at the end where they have this, like, elaborate, like, cloth thing trying to keep the door locked? When you've already proven they can't open the door, and if you just cover the door, instead of putting those shirts everywhere, just cover the door and they won't attack. They won't even come. Yeah. Honestly, they should have covered both doors. If the real zombies were behind them and they banished those people to the front. Yeah. They should just papered up both windows and said, okay, until we get to Busan, we're sticking here. Cause if they can't see us and we don't make too much noise, we'll be okay. Yeah. Or, you know what? Grady um, goes on suicide run. What, um, the, when the girl was getting phone calls from her friend, he should have told her, Hey, they can't see in the dark and they won't attack if they can't see you. So cover your window and we'll knock. That's how you'll know it's us. And that would have like, that would have been like game over. Cause the zombies can't knock the zombies. Yeah. Just go. It's going to bash on the window. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I feel like that, like that, just a little bit of communication and everybody lives, you know? Um, but no, capitalism kills. <laughs> it, it just makes too much sense. I, I feel like that's the moral of the story. Capitalism kills. Because think about it. It was the homeless man who was trying to warn everybody before the outbreak started. And nobody paid him any attention. They were Well, they right. paid him attention, but they didn't pay what he was saying attention. They were just paying attention to get rid of the homeless man. When right. he was trying to warn them, hey, everybody's going to die. Like, there, there are zombies. Meanwhile, because they're focusing, they're hyper-focused on the homeless man, they don't see the teenage girl that is a zombie, that's turning into a zombie. Yeah. So I feel like the whole thing is like a reflection of, like, the horrors of capitalism. Especially when you have the main character who could be like the future dad who is, you know, self-sacrificial and taking care of everybody and make sure that everybody is okay first, and then he takes care of himself. And then you have 
the asshole COO who gets so many people killed by just being an asshole. And the dad, you know, started out with that same philosophy of take care of yourself first. And I love how the little girl is like, this is why mom left you. <laughs> I love she's like, she's like flat out. Yep. <laughs> she's like eight and brutal as fuck. I love it. <laughs> it's like the little girl sees the world as she sees it, but not as he, as he sees it. Yep. Yeah, but honestly, like near the end of the movie, like when the pregnant mom or pregnant mom and the daughter like are coming off the train oh. and it shows like the army, like, you know, circling up, like, Hey, we got, you know, two incoming uh-huh. and the, um, the commander kind of gives you the order to kill him. Yeah. What, when they kind of focus it on the trigger and the guy like about to pull it, I swear I want, I was going to see the screen go black here. Bang, bang. I was, I, I, was I honestly so thought that. that was, that's what's going to happen. Up. Yeah, they kind of they kind of set you up for that because, like you said, they they zoom in not on him but specifically on the trigger finger, so that like mm-hmm. after all this time you and kill and you're like no, and it's like as soon as you calm down you hear her singing, and he pulls his finger so, off and you're like oh thank god. Yeah, I mean it's just like one of those like oh that's how they're gonna end it. <laughs> Basically, gonna kill the mom to be and then kill the daughter. Oh, uh, that's but so then terrible. They, yeah, but then you're right like. You know, they, they hear like someone singing. They realize, oh, it's you know, it's one of them. And if the dad hadn't died, would the daughter be singing? Probably not. Or would they just be kind of like, yeah? That's what I was thinking. Like, if you know the dad's alive, yeah, they'd be kind of walking along, maybe limping a little bit. Because actually, you know, though, if the dad had survived, they probably would have been okay because he would have been carrying her, and zombies can't carry. Most likely. True. So the fact that, like, I feel like anything you do to distinguish yourself as human, like, would save your life. So perhaps you're right, and that they would all just be walking and they all would have died anyway. Or perhaps he would have been carrying her and they would have been like, you know, they're human because he's, you know, the dad's carrying carrying her. Mm -hmm. I was afraid that this whole time that the woman was going to go into labor because she kept holding her stomach and I'm like, did her water break? <laughs> like, like, I, I was waiting for it to happen. That would be the absolute worst time for that to happen. <laughs> and the baby comes out and it's a zombie. It, I don't even think it would make it that far. Like just the act of having to stop and give birth, she would probably get killed in the process, which would be just so heartbreaking. Oh, that would be terrible. I think the only time I've been safe for her to give you know birth that child was when it was just a daughter and her on that you know on that train in that little cramped compartment. Like after the dad was gone, it's like if she's mm-hmm. gonna pop the baby out, that been the time. Yeah, but she wouldn't have had much help. Just a little girl. Yeah, like a little girl. Don't freak out, but I need your help. Yeah, right. Oh, like this whole thing is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Just thinking of it. Oh yeah. man. And that's one thing I, I kinda enjoy like about Korean cinema is like they're so very different from American cinema that you can keep guessing and you might be wrong half the time. Yeah. Like, you know, I never thought the dad would die. I, I kind of figured, you know, the dad would live on 
to take care of the daughter and become the dad he should have been the entire time kind of thing. Yeah. He learned the error of his ways from the death of hundreds of people. That's what I thought was going to happen too. Yeah, especially like when they actually made it to the train that the you know conductor pulled out for them. Mm-hmm. I, I figured like, okay, cool. So it's gonna be the dad, you know, pregnant pregnant mom or pregnant soon to be mom that they're gonna be like, oh, now we're a family and ride the train to Busan in the sunset. That's but no, so you know, dick asshole, you know, now zombie guy. Kind of got his comeuppance, I guess. Became so, became. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. I was like, he, he became the zombie, and honestly, like, I wanted the dad to beat the crap out of him as a human. Like, I didn't want that guy to be, you know, a zombie, not knowing what he's doing. Like, no, I wanted the dad just like to beat the, you know, living shit out of that guy. And they're like, oh wow. You got bit. I'm slowly churning. This is a fi- this is the five minute process one. Okay, cool. I'm gonna beat the crap out of you more than while you <laughs> churn. Oh man, I still think like, how the hell did he make it when that when the car turned? Like, remember when he got when uh, the old lady opened the doors to let the zombies in? Like the zombies <laughs> rushed that compartment. How did he make it to the bathroom to survive? Oh, the guy working the train cart must have been his best friend. Be like, hey, there's a bathroom right here. Want to go check it out real fast? Why? <laughs> uh he's going towards the door. I think she's going to pull the door. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like, you remember that scene? He was actually closer to her but than yeah, anybody else. Yeah. Because, like, if you think about it, like, remember he, everybody was at the door. He turns around and he saw her and he was like, stop her, stop her. But he was like, he was one of the closest people, if not the closest. So when she opened the door and they bum rushed in, he should have been one of the first people they got. How did he get to the bathroom? See, at that point right there, I kind of figured like when the old lady was like, you know, you always help everyone else before yourself. This is what this is what you get. This is what happens to you. I kind of figured someone in that in that room been like, uh, I think she snapped. Let's pull her away from the door. I think she might be suicidal. Well, no, remember when she was saying that she was just kind of saying she was quiet and she was just kind of muttering it to herself. They weren't paying attention because they were trying to get the other people out and lock them out, lock them from coming back in. And they had completely abandoned. You would think with so many people there that you would have like two people on each door. Because you like the actual zombies are at the door they just gave up on. They walked away from like, why didn't they have two people at that door? You know? Like they're so busy securing the door where the humans are on the other side that they, and they really ended up just ended up helping the humans because they secured the door to keep the zombies in. So they couldn't get to them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that totally, totally backfired, but I do love like a zombie movie with a message, you know? Um, I have to admit that when it was first on, like when I, when I first, during the, the first few minutes of it, it took a while. Like it was definitely a slow burn and I wasn't really, <coughs> excuse me, I wasn't paying full attention to like, it's like, okay, he's a hedge fund manager. He's doing something that seems definitely illegal, telling them to sell all the stocks. There's something with dead fish and most likely the dead 
um, the dead deer, which is like, okay, there's probably, that's probably the virus. Admittedly, since I don't understand Korean, I didn't understand that he, until the end when he was, or not the end, but like, well, yeah, around the end, like three fourths of the movie, when he was talking to his guy, the guy from the beginning, and that guy was like, that's the company that we were working for. Like, they said yeah, that that's where causes? the virus came from. <laughs> yeah. Like, did we do this? And he's like, no, you didn't do that. And then he's like, oh, shit, we totally did that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like yeah. Hopefully the end of the world. Um, the sad, another sad part for me was, like, when he was talking to his mom. And she was like, yeah. you know, at first she's given the advice of like, you know, take care of her, go back to your wife. And then she snaps. And he's just like, mom, like, what the hell? Yeah. Like as the virus takes over. So it's interesting to see how the mom turned as opposed to how the dad turned. Because like when his mom turned, she was like calling her granddaughter a bitch. And like she loved her granddaughter. But when he turned, his last thought before stepping off the train was of when she was a you know the first day he held her yep and he like his last act as a human was to cry and step off the train to save her from him ironically yeah it's like i know i'm in turn let's just get this over with oh i kind of wish they had kept the the things around remember when they were on the train going through the they were going through like the danger tunnels and they had wrapped that stuff around their arms to keep them from getting bitten yeah like the yellow tape yeah, I kind of wish he'd kept that on because he got bitten on the arm. Yep. <sighs> Damn. It was probably terribly uncomfortable. He's like, ah, I just want to get rid of it and take all his arm hair with him. <laughs> there were a couple of nail-biting moments in this movie. Um, like when they get out of the train and they think they're safe and then the other train falls on top of them. And they're like trapped in this in between. And the first thing I'm thinking is, well, at least they're, you know, yeah, they're trapped and that's dangerous, but at least they're safe because, you know, the zombies are on the trains. Then the zombies break through the trains and I'm like, shit. (laughs) Like, like, they just can't catch a break, man. It's like, they should have called this movie 2020. Oh, ouch. It's like, when you think she's gotten bad, it's going to get a little worse. <laughs> yeah, a little, you're, you think that there's some reprieve, and then murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like one of those things that... Uh, a bunch of murder hornets bad. They're okay. They're in Washington. Oh, good. Goody. They're over there. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but yeah, for me, like, one of the kind of like more stressful moments is like when they originally got off the train and went down the station and was it the dad call like his military buddies like oh go this 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 place here i'll tell my guys to let you through mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's like you see like the soldier walking up like he's walking kind of funny yeah it's like oh shit sure <laughs> and you see that the rest of the military police you know military officers it's like running towards all the other people's like, uh, run. <laughs> there but are a few the, moments the, like that the, in the movie. The smartest... Yeah. But I mean, pr- probably the smartest person in this entire movie. Well, okay, smartest good person in this entire movie was the soon to be dad. 
Yes. He was kind of a douchey dick, but <laughs> he was like, okay, I got a pregnant wife. Uh, make sure she's safe at all times. And then I'll help who I can. Like yep. he you know, went back to help the, you know, the main character dad. I love how he was like saving them while calling him an asshole at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, asshole. It's like, <laughs> did you say, hey, you or <laughs> like, so you know what? That's why your nickname for him. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, he was, he was definitely the one with the most like survival skills and like just basic common sense. Cause the basketball player kid, he could have lived. But he refused to let go of the girl once she turned. He sat yeah. there holding her, and then she just bit him. Yeah, I I didn't understand that. It's like, okay, you you see her changing. Yeah, I, you feel bad for her, but at least get up. Exactly. He just sat there holding her, crying, like ex- essentially accepting his fate when he could have gotten off the train. Yeah. Because he was right at the open door. He could have just gone, you know, just gone through the thing. And he, and he froze every single time. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, how did he make it out in the first place? Because remember that first train he was on, all of his friends got bitten. But he mm-hmm. and the girl managed to get out. How, when the entire movie, we keep seeing him, as soon as he sees a zombie, he freaks out. And he just kind of freezes. You know, he was pretty, pretty bold. When he lost that bat, he had nothing. Well, no, even with the bat. Remember when they were going in, when it was like the three of them, and they were going to go save the pregnant woman and the kid and the and the older woman, and then mm-hmm. um, and he had the bat then, and um, the soon to be dad was like, "Hey, okay, you you know, I'm here, you here, and then you in the middle," and he was like, "You know, make sure nobody gets through from the back." He was, even then, he had the bat, and he would still freeze. Remember, the uh, the dad ended up having to take the bat from him for a second because he was just kind of standing there and screaming, and the dad was like, give me the damn bat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the one thing I do like about the dad was, like, at first he was, like, what the fuck when everything started happening, but as soon as it, like, kicked in, his survival instincts did kick in, and he became almost as good as the, uh, as the expectant father. Because he was the one who had the idea of like, oh, they can't see. Okay, give me your phone. And then, you know, later on when they were trying to get back, he was like, okay, we'll crawl up top. Mm -hmm. So he did, you know, he eventually stepped up. I feel like he was on a, like his, his entire story arc was like, the end of your story is going to be one of two things. You're either going to be the asshole COO who dies alone and, you know, and is reckless and gets everybody else killed, or you're going to be the guy who will be lamented and who sacrifices himself for the greater good. I feel like he was like, his path was to go one way or the other. And eventually he does go in the right direction, which is so sad because he does it. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. So See, heartbreaking. W- w- one thing I loved about the, the soon to be dad when they were doing the whole like, okay, me front, you middle, you back. Mm-hmm. When they like tape up their arms and they're going through, it's like, wait, he has no weapons. Now nah, he's going to deck them all. That's all yeah. he's going to do. He's just going to punch them all. And he does. He literally like goes in, picks up one, and like uses that one as a battering ram to get through the rest. 
Yeah, that was like, awesome. Why doesn't everyone in zombie movies just like, you know what? I'm going to try punching it. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. And he got through, like, like, like that. He got through them too. Yeah. I don't know. Like of all the zombie movies I've seen, it's like three, I'd probably say at least like nine tenths of the people are like zombies run. Even though like most zombie movies, like they're just kind of moving. They're not really running at you. It's like, you know what? I'm pretty sure if you get like baseball bat or something like that and knock them in the head, you'd be okay. Like Shaun of the Dead. running at them like full force. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> well, like, yeah. yeah, this guy's just like, you know, arms are taped up, but I'm just going to punch them all. Like one at a time. Punch, 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 punch. You know, and that's what gets me. Why is it that the first train station that they go to, the army... Did, did they not tell the military what was going on? Like, how were they able to be taken over? The second one, they were ready. They were just like, you could tell that they clearly, like, dropped bombs because you saw dead bodies all over the place. Um, yeah. I don't think those was, were all snipers. I, I think they straight up dropped some bombs. Because, like, like, remember the wreckage on the train? Like, I think they, they threw some grenades at them and killed yeah. them. Like, just killed a whole group of them. Um, one thing I really did like, um, it was kind of weird the couple of times that it happened, but it was still kind of fun that they did that special effect that they did in World War in um in World War Z, where like as the zombies are charging, they just kind of pile up and then just like supercharge, you know? <laughs> yep. Like that was kind of cool. Um, it's funny, like what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, um, when they were, when it was the, the dad, the, you know, soon be mom, the daughter, like, on that train, and they saw, like, that one zombie grab on. Yeah. My first thought was, like, you know what? Just kick him. If, if his arm breaks off, he's a zombie. It doesn't really matter. But then, like, they start pulling each other. And then at, my first thought was so dumb. Like, wait, are they going to, like, merge all together and become, like, super zombie? Zombie Voltron. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. think that. I mean, it, it it would work so well as like a parody. Like, there's like a hundred of them. Wait, are they all like conching together? <gasps> oh shit! Super <laughs> zombie. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um, it's like shit just got worse. <laughs> twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> What I thought was going to happen was I thought, well, they kind of did it, but they didn't make it all the way onto the train. I thought they were going to do that like rush move where they all just like start piling on top of each other and then keep piling like that. Like they kind of do it like a wave, like an ocean wave. And mm-hmm. I thought they were going to do that to make it onto the train and they would get, they would actually get on, but they didn't instead, you know, like they, like you said, they just kicked them off. And I was like, yeah, cause there were really only like two of them hanging on. Everybody else was hanging on to them. I all, the other yeah. thing that I thought was that they were gonna, you know, they had enough dead weight that they would actually stop the train. They did start slowing it, but it didn't stop. And I was like, oh no, they're gonna stop the train, and then they're just gonna like jump it, and they're all gonna die. Yeah, like, honestly, I, I really didn't expect anyone to to survive this film at all. Really, like for the for like the like sci-fi creamies I've seen. There's just like such horror and devastation on these kind of things. Like, you know what? I have a feeling like no one's gonna walk away from this. Like, there's gonna be 
some sort of traumatic ending, something like that. Like, like I said earlier, like the you know, can can the Sunni mom get a shot or something? Have a last minute zombie getting them? If I okay, so like I said, originally I thought like about halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, there's going to be like a whole group that makes it, not just one or two. Um, but then when it was the two at the end, what I thought was going to happen was instead of them getting to the other side and almost being killed, they would get to the other side and find out Busan was taken too. Which would just be heartbreaking. Honestly, I think it sounds bad, but that might have been a better ending. Really? Why do you say that? I don't know. Like everything zombie I've ever seen has been like, well, we thought we were safe, but we're really not. And I kind of figured this would have kind of kept going the same kind of theme of, you know, hope is somewhere, but it's not here. Which, I mean, would have left it open to like a sequel. There actually is a sequel. Korean films do sequels. Is it Peninsula? What? Yeah, Peninsula. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh. I found out about it today. I was like, oh, there's a train too. But it doesn't look as good. I haven't seen it, but um, it doesn't look... I don't know. I'll check it out probably. Because this one was pretty good. If it's done by the same director... Yeah, they're saying it's actually on uh, Netflix Canada. Time to get a VPN. If this podcast Apparently. is popular enough, that would be an excellent like lead into a promotion. <laughs> yeah. Nord Are you tired of being tracked by everyone, including the government? You know, with NordVPN, you can actually make them chase their own tails. I mean, come on. It's the perfect opportunity. Instead of saying, are you tired of being tracked by everyone, including the government, you would say, are you tired of being tracked by anyone, including zombies? <laughs> there you go. Are you trying to escape the zombies in the U.S.? Go to Canada. At least virtually, because we can't go physically right now. Maybe ever again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, movies are coming back. Yeah, I know AMC is reopening um, some of their... Like, half the states are AMC's reopening. Yeah, a lot of states are allowing theaters to come back. Um, not our state, but others. <laughs> so I feel like it's kind of like we didn't eat our vegetables, so we don't get the cookies. The movies would be the cookies, like being able to go to a theater. So true. this is our time out for not eating our vegetables, a.k.a. wearing a mask and staying home. So True. What can you do? Um, I do like that Nando V Movies has decided, even though movies are the theaters are opening where he is, he's not going to the theater. And if he watches something on, um, like if he gets to see it at early release on digital, or actually I think he has a drive-in where he is, if he goes to a drive-in, he's still not going to review movies because he doesn't want to encourage people to go to the theaters because he doesn't want anybody to die. So... I commend him for that. So, yeah. So I think New Mutants came out today in theaters. Yeah. That was he. He put out the video saying Which he's not going to talk about Plus. it. Huh? Yeah. That that's. I mean, they should just put that thing on Disney Plus. Well, I knew they weren't going to put it on Disney Plus because it's not technically 
So it is coming out under Disney Studios, but it's not coming out under Marvel Studios. That's still part of Fox. Fox is where it was made. It just sat on the shelf for three years. But um, yep, so because it's not pushback. Marvel, they're not going to put it out on Disney Plus because Disney Plus is Marvel Disney movies. Um, I mean, Marvel, like MCU Marvel movies. Um, at least as far as like releasing it to get money. I just, I have a feeling they're trying to keep those brands separate for a while. And if anything, they'd put it out on Hulu, which they also own. True. But, um, but no, they're put, it's going to be the first movie in theaters. So at first I was like, you know what? I'll just put on a mask. Well, yeah, I hope it's good. It looks, it definitely looks interesting, but here's the thing. It was shelved like three times. So usually when a movie is shelved that that much, something's up. Uh, Granted, the last time was because of, you know, the coronavirus. And the time before that might have been because of the acquisition, but I'm not positive. But it was shelved even before that. Yeah, so this movie like just does not have luck on its side. (laughs) It really doesn't. I know. I know the first time it got shelved because I guess someone at Fox reviewed it and said it was basically crap. They wanted some reshots done, and they delayed it that way. And then the acquisition started to happen. They delayed it again, and the third time was because of coronavirus. Yeah. So that first time, it was pre-acquisition, pre-coronavirus. Somebody saw it and said it wasn't good. So. Is this really the movie to hang your hat on? I also think that the reason why they're going to let it come out in theaters is because they don't want, like you notice, they decided to release Mulan at Disney+. Plus. That has yep. Disney all over it. You can't turn your head without seeing the Disney brand. That, they're like, oh, we're not going to risk like an actual Disney property to be the thing that like possibly brings back the pandemic. No, we're going to we're going to be like that's Fox. We didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, we're going to collect the money, of course. But that, you know, yeah. they're like I, I think that's their way of like social distancing from a catastrophe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I know we're, you know, going to get the Mulan movie when it comes out. I think was it on September 3rd? Um, I don't know. On digital? Yeah, it comes out so it's on Disney Plus, but you have to pay, even if though you pay for Disney Plus, you have to pay an additional $30 to see it. Yeah, but apparently the um, the upside to it is that as long as you maintain your Disney Plus description, you keep the movie. Yeah. Um, number one, I'm not that big on, um, li- on like real life remakes of animated movies. And number two, I just don't care enough. And like, I don't care enough to pay $30 to see anything right now. And I'm, this is from a movie, uh, from a person who has starved for movies, uh, you know, for new content. And I'm not willing to pay $30 for something that is essentially a remake of a cartoon. So I'm good, especially since the original cartoon is on Disney Plus right now. You can just watch it. So yeah i'm gonna hold off but i get it if like you have a family because for a family thirty dollars is well worth it because you know you're not paying individual tickets for each kid and the adults you're just paying thirty dollars one time for everybody and then you can buy your own popcorn it's cheaper but for like an individual i don't i don't know why any individual 
would be willing to pay 30 bucks to see a movie. I mean, yeah, like you said, you get it, but you could get the DVD when it comes out for like $20. That's cheaper than paying to see it, you know, to see it right then. So I don't know. Yeah, I I can totally see it being like one of those, you know, see with the family, the kids, all that, where a ticket may run you like 12, 15 bucks per person. And I was like, cool, I get one movie, 30 bucks. I'm going to save myself 50 bucks. We're going to the grocery store. Let's get some cheap candy. Exactly. Yeah. So for families, I get it. But like one person like me, like that, it doesn't make sense. Especially since for me to normally watch movies, I have the move. I have movie passes, and each movie pass is less than thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I can see multiple movies yep. per month for less than thirty dollars. But I'm going to pay thirty dollars for one. Like that doesn't work for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to Train to Busan. So, because <laughs> we got, like I always get on tangents, but I always come right back, like a train. Yeah, we always do. It seems like coming back comes back around like a train. Ah. Um, <laughs> So um, I remember when I was watching it, the first thing I thought was, he's in a car right now. Why is he going to a train to go to Busan? Why doesn't he just drive to Busan? But then later on in the movie, when like at different stops, they get out and you see like cars wrecked everywhere. I'm like, yeah. okay, the train was probably the safest way for them to get there. Even though, you know, a zombie got on board. I think it's like one of those kind of dumb luck kind of situations. Yeah. Yeah, still pissed that the dad died, though. Still gets you. Gets you right there. You know? They make you yeah. feel for the guy. Um, that's the one thing that I like about uh, about just Korean movies in general. The protagonist is not necessarily a good guy. He's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's not necessarily a good guy. Like, you know, right. like with American movies, the protagonist is always, like, the good guy. Or if he has to turn into a good guy, he turns into a good guy like immediately and then becomes like hero man. Whereas in this movie, our protagonist was not a hero until the end. And he wasn't even a good guy until like over halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I know he was, uh, yeah. First half of it, he was still on the mindset of like, watch out for yourself, watch out for me and we'll be okay. It wasn't until he actually got separated from his daughter Yep, is when he became the, all right, we're going to work as a team. We're going to get through this. We're okay. Because my daughter's over there. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the catalyst for his change was that final act of selfishness when he was like, okay, we're going to go over here and be okay. Let me go talk to this major. And then when he turned around, he was separated from his daughter and the zombies were coming from both sides. That's when he was like, oh, fuck, no. We have to, I have to think of somebody else other than me. I almost lost her because I'm a selfish asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kind of wondering like, what would happen like, if they actually had killed the daughter off. Like how insane would the dad have gone? No, the real question is, would there have been riots in movie theaters? <laughs> because she's the True. sweetest kid. The whole, she's like the nicest person in the whole movie. She and is. When the old man, when the, the COO goes, you know, when they're talking bad about the, um, about the homeless man who was trying to warn them about the zombies, when the COO was like, you have to finish school or else you'll end up like this guy. And she just snaps back. My mom says people who, th- who say that are dickheads, basically. Like, she didn't say that. But yeah. it was, you know, just like, oh, they're bad people or something. And yeah. then he immediately goes like, 
oh, your mom must not have finished school. But I love how she just like, she doesn't ignore him. She doesn't, which most kids I think would have done. Most kids would have just looked at him and thought he was an asshole and just ignored him. But she immediately snaps back like, no, you're a bad person. (laughs) I love that. And even though her dad, like, her dad just told her, hey, you have to think for yourself. When the old lady comes, she's like, oh, she reminds me of grandma. Here, take a seat. (laughs) She's like, he completely ignores him. It's like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. It's like, it's like, yeah, that daughter would have been like, uh, yeah, she was the best character in the entire thing. Like, she had the most heart and everything. Oh, it just kind of that always kind of hit my mind. Like, you know, if you take like the most innocent, sweet character, and you just like, I remember from the picture, like, what would happen? And I think, I think the dad would have gone nuts. Yes, he definitely would have lost it. Um, but I think it would have caused him to go in the other direction, though. I don't think he would have gone the self-sacrificial lesson. I think he would have. Um, just like the old woman who lost her sister, I think mm-hmm. he would have done that. He would have just like opened the door and let all the zombies in. Because like, at that point, he'd have been like, Fuck. "Yeah, yeah." Because the only reason he was even on that train was to take it was her birthday, was to take yeah. her to see her mom. So yeah. had and he lost her, the mom, yeah, it would have been a completely different. Like it would have been the movie would have ended like. 10 minutes later because he would have just opened the door yeah. <laughs> let all the zombies in for like it, it, the survivor it, it would have been a very short movie yes yes see like when the when the whole movie started and that truck was going through the quarantine and ran over the deer mm-hmm. i was like you know i really hope isn't it's not an animal i really hope it's like a body and so like the guy was saw it of course like what he did with the deer like ran Mm-hmm. But you kind of see like the zombie get up. It's just like kind of, I, I know both was like sh- foreshadowing, but it's like for me, it would have been, if it was like a body getting up again, that would mm-hmm. be a little bit cooler. Well, here's my thing Does that mean that the deer had been bitten by a zombie human and it ran out into the street and the throws like right before it died and then it like died as it was hit? and then got back up because this, the virus is not airborne. Nope. So it's not like, you know, the zombie was just crossing the street and everything was chilling. He got, you know, when he died, he was reborn. You know, he like reanimated. He had to have been bitten first. Or what if the, what if the zero was patient zero? Like, it drank the contaminated water and you know, when the guy ran it over, it, it got, it was activated basically. It couldn't have been patient zero because there were already news reports of people acting weird. Remember? That's true. Cause like, um, yeah, the contaminated fish and then you had on the news, like they weren't showing the zombies, but they were showing people acting weird and they were just calling them riots, not realizing that the people were zombies. Like, ah, people are losing their minds. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, like, um, later on when they first get on the train and they were showing it again, and this is the this is the time when 
they actually start realizing that they're not riots, they're zombies. And that was when the two older sisters were sitting on the train next to each other and they were like, people will riot at anything nowadays. Back in our day, we, they would have been re-educated. Like, and they didn't even realize that they were zombies. But at this point, the news w- had panned back and you were starting to see, oh, those are zombies. The tripped out one, though, was you see the skaters. I thought, like, the zombies were going to rush into the frame. They literally fell from the helicopters. I was like, what? Yeah. That's insane. That was cool. That was cool. And they and just, it, like, jumped right up like nothing happened. Yep. They landed on cars, jumped up, and attacked the 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 skateboarders. Honestly, it was like one of those, like they fell down on the cars on the ground, popped up. I don't want the zombies to look at each other. Like you good. Yeah, I'm good. You good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's raining zombies. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So here's what I want out of the next zombie film. I want the virus that creates zombies to be airborne. There you believe, go. Wasn't that Walking Dead did that? I don't know. I didn't watch Walking Dead. Okay, because um, early on Walking Dead, I think it was like season one or season two, they actually get to a CDC complex where there's actually a scientist researching this. He's like, um, was a biologist at such disease or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, I kind of figured out what's going on. He's like, we're all already infected. It's like, you know, the moment you die, you're, it happens. Oh, and, okay. So everybody was infected because it's air, it's an aerosol virus. But yeah. then when you die, you become reanimated. So basically, as long as you stay alive, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Or so what, so if you get, like, is there, do they eat you? Do they bite you? Like, what do the zombies do? Or do you just like yes. go crazy? So in, I guess, The Walking Dead reality, um, Zombie will, you know, they if they bite you, you churn. If you die, you churn. But say like a zombie jumps you and they just bite your skull off. You just dead. Okay then. And the zombie right. will just munch on you until it's until it's done with you. Alrighty. So they eat you, but if mm-hmm. they can't finish you off then you turn if you get bitten. That goes against the whole viral thing because that's like double infection. Like if you're already infected, then what's the point of worrying about a bite at that point? Like I feel like I feel like if you're already infected because it's aerial, then like getting bitten just means like you'd have to take care of the wound and as long as you don't die, you should be fine. Um, I know Yeah, they still play by the whole like if you get bit, you're done for. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, the zombie scratched you or just took a bite out of you. Like, if a zombie made contact with your open flesh, you're done for. See that? Okay, I, I don't know. I'm not a they're, virologist, they're, but they're very loose with their rules. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm like, I don't know if if diseases work that way. Like, an aerial disease, like, yeah, you could get infected if you were, like, injected with the disease, even though it's, you know, an aer- like coronavirus, right? Like, you can, it's, it's an aerosol disease. It, it spreads through the air. You can get it through contact, but they've said, like, it's very limited to get it through contact because if you just wash your hands and don't touch your face, odds are you're not, you know, 
you'll you'll be safe or you disinfect surfaces. But majority of the people get it through the air. So it's not impossible to get it the other way, but I feel like if you already have it, then you're essentially an asymptomatic carrier and you should be fine until you die. I don't know. Like in my head canon, that's how that would work. When like, if you get bitten, well, you're already in, you already have the disease. Like what is getting it more going to do to me? I don't know. It's true. But it's just like, yeah, with them, it's very loose on the rules. I know Shaun the Dead was a little more direct with it. This is more direct with it too, but like you mentioned, the time frame was jacked up on de- depending on who you were. Yeah. I also, so, okay, another thing I would like to see is like uh, World War, I, t- I think technically World War Z was aerial, wasn't it? Or aerosol? I think so. I think it was um, airborne. Yeah. Um. And but I liked the immunity aspect they had of like if you were sick, like some people had natural immunity and they discovered that like, oh, if you were sick, you had natural immunity. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't understand how Brad Pitt lives in the end because he essentially gave himself a suicide cocktail. He should die. Even though he didn't get the virus, he has like all other viruses now. <laughs> so. yeah, that's one thing I understand. Like he injected himself with like what AIDS and cancer and. Yeah, I feel like one of them would suffice. Did you need all of like he's because he just like took a cocktail, he's like added a bunch of them and injected himself, and he should be dead. <laughs> like that's like okay, you you didn't get the pandemic, but you got all the others, so you're you're dead now, <laughs> you know. And on top of that, even if you you know even if he somehow lives, because he injected himself with like highly infectious diseases, he can't be around other humans. Because now he's patient zero for, like, some weird mega super viral bacterial, I don't even know, because he just injected himself with everything, you know? <laughs> True. You know, yeah. World War Z just didn't, uh, it was one of those, you got to put your own pieces into it to make it make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Trade Busan is probably my favorite simply because... Aside from, like the time, the you know the, the the gestation period of getting from getting bitten to going full zombie, aside from that, they stay pretty close to their own rules. Like whatever rules they make up, they stick to it the yeah. whole time. So I appreciate that. And then on top of it, like yes, technically it is a zombie movie, but the zombies don't even come into it until like halfway through the movie. Like, not really. Like, you have the first chick that is, like, bitten, and, like, what? She doesn't come in until, like, the first quarter of the movie's over before you even see her. And then by the time we do see her, she doesn't turn for another while. And then even after both she and the um, the, the stewardess, or whatever you call her, train person, until even after both of them are infected, like, the real action of it being a zombie movie doesn't start till at least halfway through the movie. Yeah, and then it really got going from that point. Like, it really felt like they were trying to establish, you know, characters when honestly, yeah. I was just there for the zombies. And I feel like establishing the characters worked really well because even though, yeah, in the beginning it was a bit of a slow burn, by the end, when when you've gone on this journey with them, and you know they're coming through that tunnel, and you hear her sing "Aloha Oi." 
Like mm-hmm. the, all the feelings are there because you actually give a shit now. You care about the girl. You care like you actually cared about the dad, and he le- he died, and they set you up for like ah, are we gonna kill them too? <laughs> yeah. So it was well crafted. Um, so far, it probably is my favorite zombie movie, just because I can't think of one that did it better off the top of my head. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen The Walking Dead, but I wouldn't count that anyway because it's a TV show. But as far as like actual movie, actual zombie movie, I think Shaun of the Dead is funnier. Yeah. But it's different, like a total different genre. Aside from that, like, I don't know, this might be my favorite zombie movie now. I mean, it it was good. Yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm more of the comical kind of guy. Like, I love good, intense, uh, scary sci-fi, you know, zombie horror movie. But when it comes to like, hey, want to have a funny zombie movie? Yeah, totally. So, Shaun of the Dead, your favorite, or is it a different one? I'd probably go with Shaun of the Dead. It's one of those I can pop in and just enjoy. Yeah. But this is still a, a really good movie, though. Yeah. I mean, it was done well. It had the suspense on it. It had, you know, very tense moments. Very, what the hell are they doing kind of moments. Yep. There's quite a few of those, too. Yeah. And I like how it showed, like, the spectrum of the human experience. It showed there are some people who, when they get afraid, they freeze. It showed some people, when they get afraid, they spring into action. You know, and some people mm-hmm. just like follow or like try to bargain. So it showed like the spectrum of like how people would respond. Like the girl, she didn't necessarily freeze, but she was just like pleading. So she was like, so like there are four different types of um, fear response. There's fight or flight, freeze and fawn. And not the girl, not the little girl, but the um, the friend of the bat, the baseball player. She was a fawner. Yeah. The baseball player himself was a freezer. The um, the dad was a fleer. He would flee, yep. and um, the the guy, the expected father, was a fighter. Yeah. And so you got and to see he like rose, he rose the occasion fast. Oh yeah. Well, like you said, like he went first without a weapon, <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. He was just like, I got this, you know? So he that's why I say he's the fighter. And then meanwhile, um, the dad originally, as soon as something happens, like he's the first, he he's the first one to take off running. As soon as something happens, yeah. the only person he gave a shit about was his daughter. He would grab his daughter and run. And um, and then the baseball player died because he freezes. Yep. And then the girl fawns. So, like, when she's scared, like, when she wanted them to open, she was like, please, please. You know, she's, like, pleading, trying to, like, negotiate your way out of it and, like, trying to bargain. And as you saw, like, that didn't work. Um, no, so so I like the fact that, like, yeah. I like the fact that, like, we get to see all of it. So that's awesome. So it's like a, like a study in psychology, also a, um, a notation that capitalism kills. And it's a good movie that has like a theme in it. This is what Star Wars should have done. This movie is very clearly anti-capitalist, but it didn't <laughs> throw it didn't like 
yeah, of course, I have to mention Star Wars. I'm non-contractually obligated. Um, <laughs> it didn't, like, bash you over the head with it. It was just in the two characters. You got to see, you know, in the, the two men, you saw, like, or the technically three, because, like, the, um, you the COO, the dad, and the expected father. Between those three, you got to see, you know, which way would be the better way. Go all for yourself or all, for, you know, all together. And, uh, but with Star Wars, it was like, hey, let's take 30 minutes out of the movie and just like slam you over the head with how horrible capitalism is while we, Disney, make literally a billion dollars off of this film. Not hypocritical at all. Yep. They know how to market. <laughs> oh, freaking A. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so. Is there anything else you would like to discuss about Train to Busan? Uh, no, I, I think I've got all, got all my pros and cons on it. All right. Me too. Like, it was definitely a good movie. Um, it was hyped up really, like, it was. there was a lot of hype around it. And it was good. Best movie ever? No. Change your life? No. Good? Yes. Um. Hype killed Parasite for me, too, for the same reason. Like, it was everybody was overhyping Parasite. I saw it, and I was like, did I watch the same movie that they did? That does not. See, I got, I got lucky with, lucky with Parasite. My wife and I went and saw it uh, pretty early on, and ah. I knew really nothing about it. So I got lucky on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do, eventually, um, a study on, um, on class structure. And everyone claims that Parasite is like an essay on class structure. And I say, nay, there is a Bon Joon-ho movie that is, is not Parasite. It is Snowpiercer. So I'm going to do like a one-to-one, like, no, this is why Snowpiercer is a superior movie for that theme. Not necessarily a superior movie in general. But Snowpiercer's it is. good. Yeah. <laughs> you like how I did that? <laughs> it, but it also is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. All right. Thank you, Vincent. Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, I mean, I hail from Anchor, so anchor.fm forward slash nerd1. Instagram is nerd1podcast. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and pretty much every podcast platform imaginable right now. Awesome. Also, if you are listening to this on my Podbean website, there will be a link set that says co-host. Click on the link. You can get to Vincent. Thank you, and I'll see you next month. Bye, guys. If you like this episode, do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like, and don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yeah.